Sir, I want the robe. Also, part 36 of my recital of Tipitaka, the uh, three baskets of Theravada Buddhism, the earliest Buddhist teachings, which are canonical in all forms of Buddhism, though not emphasized as much in Mahayana and Vajrayana and Zen and so on, but they are there and studied. In this episode, I'll be reciting uh, Nisagia, I think I got it right this time, uh, parts 10 and 11. If this is your first time seeing me, do go ahead and click here. That will take you to the Tipitaka playlist, and you can start with episode one. Before we get started, I'd like to welcome our special guest, Shunya. Shunyata. No guest. Um, nothing. No thing. In Hebrew, ein, the uh, first of the veils of negative existence. In a sense, a cousin of Shunya, or perhaps the same no thing, the common ancestor of uh, Abrahamic religion and Eastern philosophy from a certain point of view. Um, a friend of mine recently said that there is no void Yes, yes, that is that is true. If if it existed, then it would not be the thing that its name and definition purports it to be. To say uh, there is no ein, for instance, ein literally means there is no. So to say there is no ein is to say there is no, there is no. It's just kind of redundant. Like saying RSVP, please. From another perspective. Uh, it can be referred to perhaps as the suchness. Uh, Dogen once said something to the effect of, I'm paraquoting, part paraphrasing, part quoting uh, Dogen. He said something like, the void is not called the great void. The great void is not called great because it is empty, but because it is full. It is teeming with all potentialities and all life and all past, presents, futures, all worlds and um, all things in a similar way that Ein begets Ein Sof, which begets the Ein Sof or the limitless light pour forth all these uh, primogenial ideas and to be symbolized by the little white dot at the center of the rose within the rose. Did I blow your mind? Um, so yeah, um, I don't think we're going to get too much into Shunya and nothingness uh, definitely not in the Vinaya Pitaka, because those are basically all rules for the monks that they're required to learn and memorize, I think, before they really get into the teachings. 
Um, I believe it was mentioned a bit in Dhammapada, which is about here on the first shelf, uh, which we already read. Uh, if you'd like, you can check out Dhammapada there. That was the very beginning of this before it was a podcast when I just was in Goa and decided that it would uh, help motivate me to read uh, the, all my Buddhist books if I were to start a, uh, a YouTube playlist called Buddhist Books. And uh, also this had been sitting in a drawer for years and I thought it was a real shame and I thought this would be a nice use for it. But anyway, um, I guess without further ado, was there anything else? Uh, yeah, in, in, uh, in Madhyamaka Mahayana... That's that's Macarena. That's something else. Um, they will uh, get into a lot of you know self and no self and you know this kind of thing. Um, so I know at some point we'll be diving into these ideas, but uh, for today, let's get back to the naughty things that monks in the old days used to do to get their robes taken away from them. Shall we? Oh, the thing I forgot to say was that uh, was there is no ayin is the same as in this book when it uh, defines words with the word. You know, these days you're not supposed to use the word you're defining in the definition, but this will say things like uh, a horse means a horse. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course. That's that's an old show for those of you. Anyway, forfeiture, <clears throat> Nisagia 10. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anatapindika's monastery. We're still there. Now, at that time, a chief minister, the supporter of the Venerable Upananda, who now stands alone in the void. It's fun. The son of the Sakyans sent a robe fund by a messenger to the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, saying, quote, having got a robe in exchange for this robe fund, present Master Upananda with a robe. This guy and his robes, well, I guess I should talk, right? End quote. Then that messenger approached the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, and having approached, he said to the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, quote, Honored sir, this robe fund was brought for the venerable one. Let the venerable one accept this robe fund. End quote. When he had spoken thus, the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, said to that messenger, quote, Sir, we do not accept a robe fund, but we accept a robe if it is at the right time and if it is allowable. End quote. He's learning to behave himself a bit. Well, let's see what shenanigans he gets himself into. When he had spoken thus, that messenger said to the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, quote, but is there someone who is the venerable one's attendant? End quote. 
At that time, a certain lay follower went to the monastery on some business or other. Then the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, said to that messenger, Sir, this lay follower is the monk's attendant. End quote. Then that messenger, informing that lay follower, approached the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans. <clears throat> <clears throat> and having approached, he said to the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, quote, Honored sir, the person whom the venerable one has pointed out as an attendant has been instructed by me. Let the venerable one approach him, in parentheses, at the right time, and, in parentheses, he will present you with a robe. Then the chief minister sent a messenger to the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, to say, quote, Let the master make use of this robe. We want this robe made use of by the master. End quote. Then the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, did not say anything to that lay follower. A second time, the chief minister sent a messenger to the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, to say, quote, Let the master make use of three dots by the master. End quote. A second time, the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, did not say anything to that lay follower. A third time, the chief minister sent a messenger to the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, to say, let the master make use of three dots by the master, end quote. Now at that time, there came to be a meeting day for the townspeople, and an agreement was made by the townspeople that whoever comes the last pays 50. All right. Then the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, approached that lay follower, and having approached, he said to that lay follower, quote, Sir, I want the robe, end quote. Quote, Honored sir, wait this day, only in parentheses. Today, there comes to be a meeting day for the townspeople, and an agreement was made by the townspeople that whoever comes last pays 50, end quote. Quote, Sir, give me the robe this very day, end quote, he said, and he took hold of the waistband. Then that lay follower, being pressed by the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, having got a robe in exchange for the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, went the last. People said this to the lay follower. People said to this lay follower. Quote, why do you, master, come the last? You have lost fifty. Fifty, fifty what? Fifty kahapanas, according to the footnote. Then that lay follower told this matter to those people. The people, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, these recluses, sons of the Sakyans, have great desires. They are not contented. 
Amongst them it is not easy to render a service. How can they, being told by a lay follower, quote within quotes, honored sir, wait this day only in parentheses, not wait, end quote within quotes, end quote. Actually, the end quote within quotes was after only in parentheses. Then uh, not wait was in quotes, outside of the quotes within quotes. You know what I mean? Monks heard these people who three dots spread it about. Those who were modest monks, three dots spread it about, saying, quote, How can the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, being told by a lay follower, quote within quotes, honored sir, wait this day only in parentheses, end quote within quotes, not wait, end quote. Then these monks told this matter to the Lord. He said, Is it true? as is said, that you, Upananda, being told by a lay follower, quote within quotes, honored sir, wait this day only in parentheses, end quote within quotes, did not wait, end quote. It is true, Lord. The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked him, saying, how can you, foolish man, being told by a lay follower, quote within quotes, honored sir, wait this day only in parentheses, end quote within quotes, not wait. Foolish man, it is not for the pleasing of those who are not yet pleased. Three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. In case a king or one in the service of a king or a Brahmin or a householder should send a robe fund for a monk by messenger, saying, quote, Having got a robe in exchange for this robe fund, present the monk so-and-so with a robe, end quote within quotes. Then, if this messenger approaching that monk should say, quote within quotes, Honored sir, this robe fund was brought for the venerable one. Let the venerable one accept this robe fund, end quote within quotes. Then the messenger should be spoken to thus by this monk, quote within quotes. Sir, we do not accept a robe fund, but we accept a robe if it is at the right time and if it is allowable, end quote within quotes. If this messenger should say to the monk, quote within quotes, but is there someone who is the venerable one's attendant, end quote, then monks, an attendant should be pointed out by the monk in need of a robe, either one who is engaged in the monastery or a lay follower saying, quote within quotes, this is the monk's attendant, end quote within if this messenger instructing this attendant, approaching that monk, should speak thus, quote, then quotes, honored sir, I have instructed the person with the person whom the venerable one pointed out as an attendant, let the venerable one approach at the right time, and in parentheses, he will present you with a robe, end quote, within quotes. Then, monks, if that monk is in need of a robe, approaching that attendant, he should state, and remind him two or three times, saying, quote, in quotes, Sir, I am in need of a robe, end quote, within quotes. If while stating and reminding two or three times he succeeds in attaining that robe, that is good. If he does not succeed in obtaining it, he should stand silently for it four times, five times, six times, at the utmost. If he succeeds in attaining that robe, standing silently for it, four times, five times, six times, at the utmost, that is good. If he, exerting himself further than that, succeeds in attaining that robe, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture.
If he does not succeed in obtaining it, he should either go himself to where the robe fund was brought from for him, or a messenger should be sent to say, quote within quotes, that robe fund which you, sirs, sent for a monk is not of any use to that monk. Let the gentlemen make use of their own. Let your own things be not lost, end quote within quotes. This is the proper course in this case, end quote. For a monk means for the good of a monk, making a monk his object, being desirous of presenting to a monk. A king means he who rules a kingdom. One in the king's service means whoever is in the king's pay. A Brahmin means a Brahmin by birth. Obviously, I'm not talking about a real Brahmin. I'm just quoting Dhammapada. I'm not saying anything. A householder means accepting the king and he who is in the king's service and the Brahmin. He who remains is called a householder. A robe fund means gold or a gold coin or a pearl or a jewel. For this robe fund means for what is present. Having got an exchange means having bartered. Present means give. If that messenger approaching that monk should say, quote, within quotes, Honored sir, this robe fund was brought for the venerable one. Let the venerable one accept this robe fund, end quote. Then this messenger should be spoken to thus by this monk. Three dots. Quote, three dots is the monk's attendant, end quote. Fair enough. He should not say, quote, give it to him, end quote, or, quote, he will deposit it, end quote, or, quote, he will barter it, end quote, or, quote, he will ex get it in exchange, end quote. If this messenger, instructing this attendant, approaching that monk, should speak thus, Honored sir, I have instructed the person with the person whom the venerable one pointed out as an attendant. Let the venerable one approach at the right time and in parentheses he will present you with a robe and quote. Then monks, if that monk is in need of a robe, approaching that attendant, he should state and remind him two or three times, saying, quote, Sir, I am in need of a robe, end quote. He should not say, quote, give me a robe, end quote. Quote, fetch me a robe, end quote, quote, barter a robe for me, end quote, quote, get a robe in exchange for me, end quote. A second time he should say three dots, a third time he should say three dots. If three dots, he succeeds in obtaining that robe, in parentheses, that is good. If he does not succeed in obtaining it, going there he should stand silently for it. He should not sit down on a seat, he should not accept food, he should not teach Dhamma. Being asked, why did you come? He should say, you know it, sir. If he either sits down on a seat or accepts food or teaches Dhamma, he loses an opportunity. A second time he may stand. A third time he may stand. Having stated four times, he may stand four times. Having stated five times, he may stand twice. Having stated six times, he may not stand. If he, exerting himself further than that, succeeds in obtaining the robe, there is an offense of wrongdoing 
in the action. If it is to be forfeited, it is to be forfeited on acquisition. It should be forfeited to the order, or to a group, or to an individual, and thus monks should it be forfeited. Quote, Honored sirs, this robe obtained by me, by stating more than three times, by standing more than six times, is to be forfeited. I forfeit it to the order. End quote. Three dots. Quote. Three dots. The order should give back three dots. Let the venerable ones give back three dots. I will give back this robe to the monks so-and-so. End quote. A couple of episodes ago, we uh, went over what all goes in those dots. We'll do that again before we uh, go too much further. If he does not succeed in obtaining it, he should either go himself to where the robe fund was brought from for him, or a messenger should be sent to say, quote, that robe fund which you sirs sent for a monk is not of any use to that monk. Let the gentlemen make use of their own. Let your own things not be lost, end quote. This is the proper course. In this case means, this is, oh, this is the proper course in this case means. This is the appropriate course in this case. A horse is a horse, of course. If he succeeds in obtaining it by stating more than three times, by standing more than six times, thinking that they are more, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he succeeds in obtaining it, by stating more than three times, by standing more than six times, but is in doubt as to the number of times, in parentheses, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he succeeds in obtaining it by stating more than three times, by standing more than six times, thinking them to be less, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If stating less than three times, standing less than six times, he thinks them to be more, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If stating less than three times, standing less than six times, he is in doubt as to the number, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If stating less than three times, standing less than six times, he thinks them to be less, there is no offense. There is, there is no offense in stating three times, in standing six times, in stating less than three times, in standing less than six times. If himself not standing, he gives. If stating the owners give, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. The first division, that on Katina cloth, this is its key. Ten knights, knights in parentheses, one night and a month, and washing, acceptance, three are three about those who are not relations, of two, and by means of a messenger. Ah, so we finished a section of Nisagia, so there's a closing finally at the end. So those were just ten parts of one long thing. But still, that was Nisagia 10. All right. We, we did something. We've accomplished something today. Cool. Now we get to find out. Uh, wow, they're in a new place and everything. Probably Upananda won't be involved, I assume. Um, oh, that's what I thought about Uyadina back in Parajika, right? Some of you know what I'm talking about. All right. First, 
recharge the batteries. Forfeiture, Nisagia 11. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying at Alavi in the chief shrine at Alavi. At that time, the group of six monks, oh no, approaching silk makers said, quote, Sirs, hatch many silkworms and give them to us, for we want to make a rug mixed with silk. End quote. These looked down upon, criticized, spread it about, saying, quote, how can these recluses, sons of the Sakyans, approaching us, speak thus? Quote within quotes, Sirs, hatch three dots mixed with silk. End quote. It is a loss for us. It is ill-gotten for us that we, for the sake of livelihood, for the sake of wife and children, are bringing these, in parentheses, many small creatures into destruction. End quote. Monks heard these men who, three dots, spread it about. Those who were modest monks, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, How can the group of six monks, approaching silk makers, say, quote, Sirs, hatch three dots, a rug mixed with silk, end quote. Then these monks told this matter to the Lord. He said, Is it true, as is said, that you monks approaching silk makers spoke thus, quotes within quotes, sirs, hatch three dots, a rug mixed with silk, end quote within quotes, end quote. It, it is, is true, true Lord, they said. There were six of them. The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked them, saying, quote, how can you, foolish men, Approaching silk makers, speak thus. Quote within quotes. Sirs, hatch three dots a rug mixed with silk, end quote within quotes. It is not foolish men for pleasing those who are not yet pleased. Three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monks should cause a rug to be made mixed with silk, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. Quote. Whatever means he who next time, next time. Monk means uh, three dots, right? A rug means it is made, quote, having spread, end quote, not woven. Okay. I don't know enough about rugs to uh, understand that, but perhaps you understood. Should cause to be made means if he makes it or causes it to be made, mixing it with one silken filament, there is an offense of wrongdoing in the action. It is to be forfeited on acquisition. It should be forfeited to the order, or to a group, or to an individual. And thus, monks, should it be forfeited. Three dots. Quote, with quotes, Honored sirs, this rug which I had made mixed with silk is to be forfeited. I forfeit it to the order, end quote, within quotes, three dots, open quote, within quotes, three dots. The order should give back three dots, let the venerable ones give back three dots, I will give back this rug to the venerable one, end quote. Don't give the rug back to these guys. I don't recommend it. 
So it's not always forfeiting a rogue. Sometimes it's forfeiting other things, like, for example, a rug. All right. If what was incompletely executed by, my, by himself, he has finished by himself, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he makes others finish what was incompletely executed by himself, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If what was incompletely executed by others he has finished by himself, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he makes others finish what was incompletely executed by others, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he makes it or causes it to be made for another, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If acquiring what was made for another he makes use of it, there is an offense of wrongdoing. There is no offense if he makes a canopy, or a ground covering, or a screen wall, or a mattress, or a squatting mat, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. All right. Remember this? You saw this briefly. This is my, my old yoga teacher card, if you were wondering. Um, yeah, so there it is. Don't make, don't make rugs with silk if you're a Theravadan monk, right? I think this robe is actually made of silk, but anyway. They weren't talking about robes, they were talking about rugs, right? So it uh, looks like moving forward, these sections are shorter, even shorter than uh, they were getting toward the end of that one. So we can probably read three. Maybe maybe even four at a time in an episode uh, moving forward. And then we can move through this more briskly and get to the teachings sooner. More soonly? No, sooner. All right, well, if you enjoyed this episode, do give it a like. And uh, feel free to subscribe. If you're into that sort of thing, you might want to click that notification bell, you know, so that you'll be notified when future episodes come out, which is pretty often. All right. Special thanks to uh, the six monks who are always getting in trouble, to Lord Buddha today. Uh, the role was played by the venerable Amoka CD. Thank you, Amoka CD. And special thanks also, of course, to the nothing, Shunya. Not the same as the one in uh, The NeverEnding Story. That one had a little bit of a particular, more, more of a destroyer than a, than, a, than a no thing. A profound nothingness from which all things are continually pouring forth in uh, ceaseless but temporal existence. Thank you for going on this ride with me, and uh, I believe the next time you see me, well, actually, we'll see. I'm going to hold off on that. I'm, I'm leaving this office pretty soon, so I don't know if the next time you see me will be here in this office or in another place. We'll find out together, won't we? All right, I'll go ahead and close. Any questions, any comments, do please comment to the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us and to the spirits below, we send out our reverent love.
and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. Until next time.